Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year. pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. Or there's those that will raise their kids and they'll go serving Jesus and fulfilling the plan of God for their life. So again, man, being a mom, being a dad, what a wonderful ministry that is. And you're anointed to do so. You're anointed to just, uh, again, impart into them wonderful things. Praise God. And so we're going to see God do some awesome, awesome things today. Praise God. Now, with that being said, let me just ask you a question. How many of you believe in Jesus? And when I say believe in Jesus, I don't mean you merely say, I believe in Jesus. But I mean, you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And the way that you did that, the Bible says in Romans, it says, we believe with the heart. As we believe with the heart, our mouth is uh, given confession saying that we ask Jesus into our heart, right? So you believe with your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. So based on that criteria, how many of you say that I believed and I received salvation? I know that I'm going to heaven. Raise your hand at me if that's you in this place. Amen. All right. So praise the Lord. For the most part, there might have been one or two that didn't raise your hands. And again, maybe you just caught off guard or something. But, you know, thank you, sir. I was wondering about you in the back there. Greg, glad you covered that basis. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, we said that we are believers in this room. I said we are believers in this room. Now, in the event that you were misinformed, when it comes to you receiving salvation... How many would say that it was a difficult, painstaking, hard thing to come to the place where you finally, after all your labors, received Jesus? Has anybody ever experienced such a difficult hardship where you had to work and toil and strive to receive the love of God in your life? Did anybody ever have that experience? Well, I'm not seeing anybody raise their hand. So in other words... It was easy, right? It was easy to receive salvation or receive the gift of salvation through Jesus. And just so that you understand something, God always intended to receive from Him or receiving from Him to be easy. God never intended for us to receive from Him for it to be hard. And again, I asked the question, I said, how many of you believe and can say that you made Jesus the Lord of your life? And the whole room said, yep, that's me. 
For those of you that are watching online, if that's you, if you raise your hand as you are sitting there, then again, this is applicable to you. Praise God. But notice what the Bible says here over in Mark chapter 9. In Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 22, Jesus says something that is so profound, and it will just really mess with your religion. I know there's a lot of religion that comes to church. And let me just encourage you or just kind of inform you. Did you know that religion is nothing more than devilish activity? In other words, again, God never met, meant for it to be hard. And if you didn't realize it, again, the devil likes to go to church. You say, well, the devil likes to go to church? Absolutely. Because if he can go to church, he can mess with people that are believing God and he can make it seem as though it's hard. Or again, when, he's, uh, when it comes time to receive from God, he sits next to him and says, well, wait a minute now. Wait, 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 wait. Now, you remember you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you remember how you acted and all. You think that today is the day that you're going to receive. He likes to go to church because he don't want you to receive from God. And then he goes home with you, takes the car ride home with you. You've ever had that happen? I mean, he sits right next to you. Then he gets home. He's, he goes home with you. You go to bed at night and wake up. Sure enough, he's sitting right there next to the bed. Hey, hey, punk. It's going to be an awful day today, right? So again, the devil just likes to mess with you. But notice what the Bible says here in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to him, a man that was desiring to receive healing, he said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now say this with me, just so that there is no confusion in translation. Say it with me, all things. He said, all things are possible. All you have to do is believe. Now that sounds pretty simple to me, don't it? I mean, it's just a simple equation to receive from God. He said, all you got to do is believe. And if you believe, all things are possible. Now, once again, I asked you the question just when we got started, just to prime the pump and help you see that it's a whole lot easier to receive from God than you ever thought it was. I asked you the question, how many of you believed in Jesus and received salvation? And the whole room lifted their hands, and so that tells me that you are believers. And just as simple as it was to receive salvation, once you believed, Jesus said, everything else is just that simple. If you believe... All things, come on, say it with me, all things, all things are possible to him who believes. God never made it hard. I said God never made it hard. Think about salvation for, that mo for, for a moment. I ask you the question, did anybody ever toil to receive salvation? And nobody raised their hands. And, and as far as I know, I've never heard the story of anybody saying, you know what, before I receive salvation... You know, I got beaten 39 times. You know, they, they, somebody put a crown of thorns on my head. They ripped the beard off of my face, pulled my hair, spit in my face. And then they hung me on a cross. And there I died. I mean, nobody has ever done anything to pay the price for their own sin. God made it so simple that he sent Jesus to do all the work. In fact, for that matter, none of us could ever do anything to equate to receive salvation from God or forgiveness of sin. That's why he had to send Jesus. But once again, he made it so simple for us that you didn't have to do nothing. 
Jesus did it all. And all you had to do is what? Believe. I believe in what Jesus came to do. And therefore, because I believe, I receive. My salvation is possible because I believe in what he did. So I, you could say it this way. When it comes to God, as I said, God has never meant for it to be hard to receive from him. And I said there is a simple equation. Believe, all things are possible. So you could say it this way. It's as simple as this. Two plus two equals four. Come on. How many of you know two plus two equals four? I mean, that's not a hard equation, is it? I mean, two plus two equals four. It's always going to be four. How, how much is two plus two? Four. All right, let's wait a minute. Let's see if it changes. Two plus two. Four, Doug. <laughs> two plus two equals four. It's so simple, right? God does not make it hard. For instance, we as parents, there are some parents that are in this room right now that have children that are starting preschool this year. When they go to preschool, <laughs> the mom's like, glory to God, all things are possible, yes. <laughs> I'm getting rid of one, <laughs> going to school, come on. <laughs> all right, that little child's going to preschool. But when they go into preschool, you know that teacher's not going to set a calculus problem right in front of that little student, are they? No. Why? Because they don't have the maturity to know calculus. In fact, they start out, hey, honey, two plus two equals four, right? That's God's formula, keeping it simple, making it easy. Now, why is salvation so easy for us to receive? Because when you receive Jesus, you're just a Baby, baby, individual. God doesn't expect you to know all the theological background of the Old Testament and the New Testament before you ever receive Christ. He just says, if you can believe, you can receive. God loves you, send His only begotten Son. I believe, oh man, I'm a Christian because all things are possible, right? So once again, because we're a baby Christian or just babies coming to the faith, God made it simple to receive. Amen? But the thing is, is that God has never changed the formula. He still says 2 plus 2 equals 4. If you can believe, all things are possible. Amen? For me as a parent, you know, I've got children that are growing up. Many of you have children that are growing up. I've got two teenagers now. And you know, when it comes to my teenager, I, I, I'm expecting them to grow in their maturity. I'm expecting them to grow in responsibilities and accountability. But you know, when my child comes and says, hey, Dad, these are some cool Nike shoes. You can get the color you want. You can put your own logo on there. And it's only a hundred and some dollars, Dad. You know, uh, can I have these shoes? I said, well, let's just talk about it for a moment. So we talk it through. And once you know it, that one particular child has these particular Nike whatever shoes they are. But you know, when they came to me, 
They didn't come thinking, oh, dear God, Dad makes it so hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's like I barely have any underwear, and I can barely find anything to wear because my last pair of pants are, like, up to my knees because I was, like, five years old the last time they gave me anything, right? No, they just know that regardless of how old they are, they can come to Dad, and Dad says, whatever I can do to help you. Just because they're maturing just because they're becoming more responsible, I don't make it hard. I still see them. That's my baby. And it's my joy to bless them. Now, I know that there are parents, and again, this is stinking thinking, and it really aggravates me sometimes because people have this twisted mentality, well, if I make it hard on my kid as they get old, I can teach them some life lessons. Listen, there's enough life lessons to be taught. Come on, we as parents can love them, but because we think incorrectly just in life we look at God that way and say well God man he makes it hard and God never made receiving from him a calculus problem he made it as simple as two plus two equals four amen, amen. say it with me I believe. I believe all things are possible to him who believes amen so that means anything can happen today so what did you come in this room having a need for? Did you have a physical need in your body? Is, is the enemy been plaguing your mind with depression and oppression of thoughts? Has there been heaviness in, in just life? Whatever it is, there is enough love in this room to minister to you because God makes it simple. Amen. Now let me share a verse with you here. Over in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Notice what it says. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. In that scripture, there are four powerful principles, if you will. Once again, let me read it to you. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So in that scripture... God said your salvation is not based on anything you could do, should do, or would do. You cannot earn it. You can't work for it. You can't work hard enough for it. It's a gift of God. Amen. Once again, let me reiterate that. You cannot work or do enough or jump through enough hoops to receive salvation. It is a gift. If it is a gift, what do you do? You receive it, right? Come on. I mean, I love receiving gifts. Anybody in here not like receiving gifts? I love, in fact, if you don't like getting gifts, but you like giving them, you know, I'll, I'll take them. But there's never been somebody that has ever come to me and said, man, I want to bless you. I, I want to give you something. In fact, just, uh, just it came off the top of my head. Uh, just last year. There was a gentleman that said, man, I just want to bless you. You know, we were talking about hunting. Hunting, that's, that's you know, when, you, when you're a hunter, you just say hunting. I did that one time, guy from down south that was never a, a hunter. And he says, what'd you say? I said, I'm going hunting. He said, what's hunting? I said, hunting. Oh, oh hunting, yes, I'm going hunting. All right, so, but anyways, we were, we were talking about hunting, and I had gotten a new rifle, and he shows up one day, and he bought this brand new, uh, uh, I think it was, a, what's it called, Vector? I don't know. But it was a, 
diamond something scope to put on my rifle. I mean, it was cool. It was an awesome scope. When he gave me the gift, I didn't turn around and say, well, how much do I owe you for it? Did I? If it's a gift, do I have to pay for a gift? I just receive. He said that salvation is a gift from God. All I got to do is believe. But then you also, did you see what it said? That this gift of salvation, it's through faith. Well, what's my through faith? That's my believing. But yet, it wasn't just my faith or my believing that brought about salvation. The Bible says it was for, by grace, through faith, that I received. So what is grace? Grace is the great simplifier. In other words, the grace of God did for me what I could not do for myself. That's a definition of grace. God, through grace, did for me what I can't do for myself. And by faith, I received the gift of salvation. So once again, God is constantly trying to remind us it's easy to receive from God. It's not hard. Come on, somebody. Say, it's not hard. It's not hard to receive from God. Why? Because He's extended His grace. I don't have to work for it. All I have to do is believe. And if I believe, all things are what? Possible. Amen. Now, if you've been around here any length of time, you've heard us minister on this. And sometimes, depending on your background, this is something that is oftentimes vague or not even taught to you. But when it comes to salvation... Oftentimes, the majority of people think that salvation is simply the forgiveness of sins and the receiving of eternal life. And that is so. But when you look up the Bible definition, when you use the actual text and begin to divide and define what salvation is, it is not merely just eternal life. It is deliverance. It is protection. It is provision. And it is healing. So here's the thing. When you believed and received salvation that you didn't have to work for, in the package of salvation, healing was with it. It belongs to you. And you may not have understood it or realized it, but when you believed, healing became yours. Now, let me give you an example to maybe kind of help illustrate this a little bit. Uh, I'm old enough that this is applicable, and for some of you in the room, this will this surely be something that you remember. For some of you in the room, you might be saying, what? But how many remember the old Cracker Jack boxes? Man, I, I, it's one of the reasons I love going over to grandmas and grandpa. Man, they always had the Cracker Jack box. And you know that the reason that I wanted for Grandma to get out the Cracker Jack box, it was not for the popcorn and the peanuts. What, what, what was it? Give me the prize. I want the prize, right? So in the box of Cracker Jacks came the special prize. And that's what I really longed for and wanted. Hey Amen. And I don't know if you ever had Cracker Jacks. It's horrible, you know. I mean, the only thing I ever really liked about Cracker Jacks was the peanuts. 
You know, when I, I don't like peanuts now, but when I was a kid, I liked them. But, you know, this is, ugh, give me some other kind of caramel corn. But anyways, before you ever even started eating it, what would you do? <laughs> You're looking for the prize. And you know what was one of the best prizes that I liked as a kid? Exactly. <laughs> that was what I wanted. I wanted the tattoo. I mean, you just opened that baby up, and inside there was the tattoo. And you couldn't wait for Grandma. I mean, you just went licking, ah, you know, licking, licking your hand and sticking on there, right? And then you peel it off, and there's the tattoo. Whoo! But I was one of those messy kids, you know. Uh, you know, had the tattoo, I was inside, and sure enough, I'd go outside, and I'd get all dirty. But you know, when I went outside to play, and when I went outside and got all dirty and all sweaty and all messed up, you know one thing that stuck? In the midst of all the dirt and all the grime and all the sweat and all the tears, because, you know, I was always getting hurt, you know, I was always crying, you know. So, but in the midst of it all, the tattoo was still there. And then you go home. They send you home dirty, you know. You go home, and then mom throws you in the shower. But what did you do when you got in the shower? You're washing, but you're protecting the tattoo, right? Because I want my tattoo to stay on my hand, right? So what's the point? Here's the point or the illustration. When you open up the box of salvation, there is a tattoo that says you are the healed of the Lord. And it don't matter how dirty you get. It don't matter how ugly things get. You are still tattooed because in the package of salvation comes the prize of receiving healing from God. Amen. And the devil can't wash it off of you. It's just a matter if you just leave the tattoo in the box. But praise God. It belongs to us. Come on, say it with me. Say all things, all things. are possible to him who what? Believe. Believes. Praise God. But once again, we have made healing or receiving healing from God so hard right we've made it difficult we've somehow had this mentality that in order to receive from God I've got to jump through the hoops I've got to do x y and z because Lord knows it's a calculus problem to receive healing and that's nothing but a lie God never made it hard he's never made anything hard Everything that he's made available for us, his grace has already purchased and made it available and made it simple for us to believe. Let me give you another illustration. In Matthew chapter 9. You doing all right today? In Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 4. Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders. And if you don't know it by now. It's oftentimes the real religious folks that will talk you out of God's blessing. Right? Well, you know that that was done away with uh, many years ago. Jesus did that to prove his deity or, or whatever. You know, again, religious ones are the ones that will try to talk you out of to receive from God or that it's got to be hard. But notice Jesus says this, knowing the thoughts of their heart. He said this, why do you think, or why do you think evil in your heart? Verse 5 says, for which is easier? To say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. 
but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. So Jesus is asking this question to them. Which is harder? Which is harder? And once again, haven't, hasn't that been what we have done to this Christian faith? Well, it's easy to receive salvation. It's easy to be forgiven for sins because you know that's what Jesus came to do. But to receive healing, it's hard. And Jesus says, which is easier or which is harder, I should say. And he says, so that you know that I have power to forgive sin, I'm going to heal this man. So that you know I have power to forgive sin, I'm going to heal this man. Now, if you were to ask them back then, which is more difficult for Jesus to forgive sin or to heal? They would have said, because of the hardness of their heart, they would have said, well, you're just a man. It's impossible for you to forgive sin." So in their mind, there was a degree of hardness, and surely you can't forgive sin. But he said, so that you know that it's just as easy. He said, listen, I'm going to heal this man so that you know I have power to forgive sins. I ask you to begin with, who believes that Jesus forgave you of your sins? And you all raised your hands and says, I believe. So that you know that God has the power to heal he said, I'm going to save you. It would be the same thing that he just said. So that you know, I love you enough to heal you. I'm going to save you. And therefore, if you raised your hand in this place and said, I am saved. I'm born again. I've received salvation. Then he says, now watch this. I'm going to show you something else. Because that's who I am. Healing, salvation is equally as easy. And it's available to you. Praise God. Come on, how many of you get into a place of, I'm getting ready to receive? Come on, are you getting your receiver ready? I said, it's receiving time. It's time to receive from the healer this morning. Praise God. Once again, God has always made it easy for us. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. This is a scripture that you might know well. But it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So just keep that up on the screen there. But for clarification and to eliminate any question. Who does the oppressing? The devil. Who does the healing? God or Jesus. For God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit power and about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So in the event that somebody's ever told you, well, sometimes God makes you sick just to teach you something. That's a lie. Because that scripture right there says that sickness comes from the enemy. Right? Well, you know, sometimes God doesn't want you to be healed because this is not his will. Well, let me ask you this. Does he want you to be saved? If he wants you to be saved, then he wants you to be healed. Because they come together. And they're equally as easy. Come on somebody. I said it's equally as easy to receive salvation. Amen. And let me just uh, exhort you in this. If you're born again, 
The devil himself, all the cohorts of hell could not stop you from receiving salvation. And if the devil can't stop you receiving salvation, he can't stop you from getting healed. Amen. Why? Because the devil's the oppressor. And Jesus is the healer. Amen. I said it's easy to receive from God. It's easy to receive from Him. God has not made it difficult. He's made it easy because He loves us. Now, one last thing that I'll share before we get ready to just pray for those that are needing a touch in their body. You remember the story over in 1 Kings, I believe it's chapter 15. It's the story of Naaman, right? And the Bible says that he had leprosy in his body and he asked for the prophet to come and pray for him or he sought out the prophet to pray for him so that he could receive healing. When he sought out the prophet, the Bible says that the prophet didn't even come out to see him. Just said, give him a message and tell him to go dip in the Jordan River. To go dip seven times. And the Bible says that Naaman, the words are, he became furious that the prophet didn't come out. He said, I thought he would come out and at least wave his hand over me. I thought that he would come and, and, and say something or do something. And isn't that what the devil says to us? In order for you to receive, you got to do X, Y, and Z. But all he said, go dip in the Jordan River. And it says he got furious or emotional, indignant, and isn't that where the enemy wants you to get is to step over into the realm of your emotions. To respond from your intellect or your feelings. And how many times do we get to that place? You know, it's only been 30 minutes and I haven't seen any change in my body. I guess God don't love me. I guess God don't want to do it for me. I'm so bad. The devil says, yeah, you're just... You, you, just, you just messed up so much, you, God ain't going to heal you. I mean, look, listen to you all, you're bawling and squalling. Then you start bawling and squalling more. You get all emotional. But what did he say? His servant came to him and said, Master, he said, now again, let's put it in proper context. It was the prophet Elijah speaking to him, but it was God speaking to Naaman through the prophet. So you could have said it this way. If God said to you, Go do something hard in order to receive. Would you have done it? And the answer is certainly. If I was going to receive my healing, if my leprosy was going to be healed, leprosy was a death sentence. So if I didn't have to die, yeah, tell me what I got to do, man. I'll do whatever I have to. I'll climb the highest mountain, swim the deepest sea. What do I got to do? If it's hard, so be it. I'll do it because I don't want to die. But he said, if God told you to do something hard, would you do it? He said, but God just simply said, go wash and you'll receive. And so he said, all right, I'll do the easy thing and I'll go dip. I'll go wash. And the Bible says that he was healed. That is a picture of salvation. When you receive Jesus, you're cleansed and washed by the blood. And it was already paid for because of grace. It was easy. And therefore, as easy as it is to receive the cleansing of salvation, it's just as easy to partake of healing because it's already in the Cracker Jack box. Amen? Come on, stand with me.
If you're here this morning and you have a need in your physical body, we're going to minister the healing power of God and God's going to begin to do something in your body and God's going to begin to heal. Now, this has been real strong in my heart this morning as I was sitting on the front row. We know, you know, just because of life and people that you know, people struggle with depression. Depression can be clinical, right? It can be a form of sickness because the enemy likes to have a heyday in our thought life. The doctor might say to you, well, this is a clinical mental health issue. It's a devilish issue. Just like sickness and disease is a devilish issue. And so just like God can heal the body of cancer, that is the oppression of the devil, when it comes to depression, heaviness, God can heal that area of your life. Because in salvation, he says, I came to bring deliverance and set you free from that harassing spirit. And so, we're going to take authority over that spirit of oppression, that spirit of offense, that spirit of sickness and disease, and we're going to get free today. And say it with me. It's easy. Because I believe. When I invite you to come up front, I don't want you to do nothing. I don't want you to say nothing. I just want you to stand in a position of saying, God, I receive. Because you don't have to earn it, pray it up, or even ask. You standing in this place says, I'm ready to receive. And we're going to agree with you. Amen? So if you have need in your body, in your mind, I want you to come and line up across the front. Praise the Lord. Just stand across the front and face me. Amen. And we're going to take authority over the enemy in every facet of your life. Amen and amen. If we run out of room on this side, you can go to the other side there. Amen. If you don't have need in your body, if you're not asking for prayer, just agree with us for those that are up here. Amen. it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, loving life.